The Art of Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted, no use, in part or full is to be used without written, express consent from myself, Greg Dzinski, or The Art of Relationships. Thank you. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor, Greg Dzinski, also known as Master G., the Art of Relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Welcome, everybody. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. This is Sunday evening. Hopefully, everybody's doing okay. I had a rough uh, few days. My voice has been going nuts. Uh, the sinus cold crap going around the country. So hopefully it'll hold up for the show. Again, I'm Greg Dzinski, licensed professional counselor, relationship and sex expert. There's my voice go. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this is, like I said, check me out. Facebook, Dart of Relationships. Also, on my website, please, startarelationships.guru. That's G-U-R-U. Little unique, little different. So, this show tonight is probably going to be not a lot of laughing, not of all. This was a request by a student or two this past uh, week in a couple college classes. <clears throat> Dealing with the holidays, and this is... A tough time for a lot of people, and this is going to be about suicide, and I want to flip the script. Also, maybe give some insights to suicide that a lot of people might not look at. They might think I'm being an a-hole or maybe uncaring or whatever. I don't care. I'm going to help flip the script on suicide for only uh, maybe the people that have attempted it or actually completed a suicide. Also, I'm going to give avenues maybe to start the healing process for maybe the, if you want to say the victims or the loved ones left behind, you know, spouses, children, family members, friends, co-workers affected by someone's suicide. I've told, you know, everybody knows, of course, as the show in my business name, Narda Relationships, but I also deal with trauma and I also deal with a lot of grief and loss. Unfortunately, uh, suicide happens to be one of them. A lot of teens, you know, friends commit suicide. And also, you know, I deal with families, you know, spouses where a wife, uh, wife or husband had committed suicide and trying to help them through the grieving process and healing and everybody's different in that process so with special requests about suicide in the holiday season here we go you know suicide i think a lot of people hit on 
how you know difficult everybody's heard the signs of suicide depression symptoms maybe severe anxiety becoming withdrawn signs of worthlessness hopelessness nothing's gonna help right they might go ahead and say say this speak this but a lot of times they don't and i think the ones that you look at and they surprise everybody they might not speak up they might think or they go on thinking everything's okay they don't even there's no signs those are the most difficult to deal with in my office and everything where they have no clue you know there's no symptoms about what do i want to say you know they had no clue you know greg we didn't see any signs of depression not at all uh no signs no symptoms you know they weren't withdrawn they weren't acting different strange and all of a sudden bam you know we come home and you know we find our loved one could be you know unfortunately i don't want to get graphic but this is real life dealing with these and if suicide has not impacted your life you know maybe this is going to help and actually help you maybe help other people, friends, love that have dealt with or are currently dealing with a suicide also and maybe provide some insight so maybe you can get clued in. So what can I say? You know, you get clued into yourself and maybe provide some insights. Everybody assumes suicide is one thing. And they bash a person for either trying to help or, you know, they think they're helping. Oh, my God, how selfish, how idiotic. I can't believe they did that. They didn't think about anybody else. And this has been handed down through centuries, right? How selfish, how idiotic it is. However, I just... The name of the show, when I teach uh, Death and Dying 2 college class, I talk about this and about flipping the script. Thus, the title of tonight's show is Suicide Flipped. Oh, real quick, before I get into this, I forgot, I apologize. Please call me with your you know story surrounding suicide tonight. We're stepping outside the box of the relationship realm well, in a way, and dealing with suicide. So please, if I can provide any assistance to you live tonight or maybe some insights to help a friend of yours, family member of yours that have endured this, especially with the holiday season, please give me a call or you can uh, get a hold of me live uh, through the Spreaker chat room to the Art of Relationships uh, radio show, okay? That number, you call me live. Five eight six two one two forty one ninety six. Again, that is five eight six two one two four one nine six. So please give me a call. I want to try to help as many people as I can with everybody out there. I got the the chat on Spreaker set in. Okay, so talking about flipping the script on suicide i get so many people like i said in college classes i talk about you know suicide and trying to change the dynamics of people's thought processes 
that they sit there. They're, Greg, I think it's selfish. It's heartless. It's nothing but you know a cruel act. Someone could commit suicide. I flip a script and I ask. I ask them, or is it selfish for the loved ones? Think about this. Is it selfish for the loved ones to want their you know one that committed suicide or thinking or contemplating suicide? Is it selfish that you want those people to endure that pain, to endure that depression, thoughts of hopelessness, and people? Don't realize, you know, there's a huge difference between feeling sad and feeling depressed and like nothing's going to help and you want to take yourself out. And people don't get that. They think, oh, there's always help. There's always help. There might be. But these people that commit or attempt suicide, they're very... They're in a deep spot that you can't even imagine. You know, maybe we all have thought of, as teens, whatever, going, oh, my God, I might kill myself. But when it comes down to it, we're not, we might not be serious or maybe have the guts or whatever to do it, whatever stops us, you know. But these people that commit suicide are in a very, very deep place. And I tell people, would you want them to endure that pain? for a long time on going. Is that selfish that you want people to live that way? Think about it. Would you want a loved one that has terminal cancer to keep going on, keep fighting? And I ask, is that want and your need for your loved one to keep fighting, is that for your own selfish purposes that you're going to miss them? Granted, you don't want to let go Right, So you might want them to endure all the torturous treatment, chemo, radiation, just to prolong a month, two months. Yeah, it's crucial time. But again, people, this is not your life. This is your loved one's life. And what they deal with, you might not know. So I tell people all the time, is it selfish when you look at this? In dealing with a lot of, you know, Oh, my God, kids, teen, loved ones that have found, you know, their dad, their mom, um, you know, stories of mom walking in the morning in the bathroom floor. Mom's laying on the floor. She's got a bottle of liquid plumber on one side and pills, empty pill bottle on another. And that is, if, you know, I don't recommend that's very painful way of doing it or walking in and they find their daughter or husband and wife uh, they hung themselves in the closet the garage or they blew their head off in their bed blew their head off in the garage and trying to find you know trying to realize this and heal from this you're dealing from the trauma of witnessing your loved one in that state for one thing then you're dealing with the what could I have done to help, to save that person. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of times, there might be some things you can do to get help, but the way the laws are, and the mental health laws and hospitalization, you know what? If they are set 
to commit suicide. They might be held, at least in the state of Michigan, they can be held in the hospital maybe against their will for 72 hours, right? Then fine, go out, and they still might do it. I'm not going to say don't try to get them help, right? Get them to see a professional, ER. I say that. It's on my voicemail, you know. Call 911. Try to get them help. You can do everything, and it still might happen. So, you know, people dealing with suicide, like I said, the hopelessness, the, the worthlessness that they feel is beyond what the average person might feel. You know, we might feel hopeless. We, we have bad days. This is almost like a daily, it's a daily grind, if you will, right? They feel they have no purpose in life right? They have no purpose in life, right? And we have to remember, like I said at the beginning of the show, that we do not walk in these people's shoes or lives, and we're not in their mind. We're not in their soul, and it's very hard to deal with how could anyone do this, right? So I'm going to help, like I said, flip the script trying to understand about what's going on especially with the holiday season a lot of buddy you know everybody's thinking it should be a joyous happy time for a lot of people it isn't it's not they're mourning maybe they lost a loved one or two loved ones during the year or maybe recently and it's the first major holiday that they endure and they miss people very very much especially if a spouse you know, passed away, they might feel like they have no purpose, no no reason for living anymore. Then you have the holidays as a reminder of that, and it catapults that aspect. Also, what happens, primarily in the state of Michigan, and I, I have no reference, you know, nationwide in America, but December, in between Thanksgiving and the end of the year, there is a huge, huge decrease in employment. A lot of big businesses, let's face it, they're downsizing, and it happens to be between Thanksgiving and the end of the year. They don't care what's going on holiday. It's all about the books, the money, saving money, and they lay them off before the holidays because they don't have to pay holiday pay. Let's face it. You know, they're trying to save money. They don't give a shit about the people. And I get about business. I'm in business. You've got to make a living. However, in this, you know, when they lay off in December, let's say, this month, recently, you know, they get laid off or reduce the workforce. And for a lot of people, they might be scrimping and trying to save and make it, put food on the table like most of us are, then they lose their job, and all of a sudden, they crash. Can you imagine that you feel like, okay, I lost a job. I lost, lost my purpose in life. I'm worthless, worthless as a provider. I'm worthless as a partner. I'm no good, and they spiral out of control, okay? So then they might feel, I'm not going to be loved. I'm not going to be cared about, and I'm worthless. So I don't want to burden my loved ones, right? I don't want to burden my loved ones, me moping around, feeling depressed, um, knowing that I'm worthless, right? And looking at them um, every day, my loved ones, that 
I am worthless. I lost my job or whatever. So they look at the alternative of suicide. Okay. And so dealing with, you know, maybe you lost a loved one, lost a purpose, maybe lost a job. All these hit on, you know, the holiday season big time. Now, the way I go about another aspect, I flipped a script on suicide when it happens. And I I, I know so many people that have gotten help for their spouses, son, daughter. They've been inpatient in mental health hospitals, you know, once, twice, three times, whatever, and they still come out and commit suicide. You know, you can try the best and it still might. I'm not saying don't try. Go ahead, please. Do everything you can to help. But, and I mentioned, suicide, someone committing suicide, I don't look at as being selfish. Like I said at the beginning of the show, not at all. And I hate hearing people saying, oh, it was selfish. I can't believe they did it, did it, did They didn't love their kids. They didn't love their husband or they wouldn't have done it. That's bullshit. I'm going to be, and I get very passionate and I get pissed off when people say this. As, a, as I mentioned again, they don't walk in those people's shoes, and that is not going to help kids heal from a parent, say, that committed suicide, or a spouse, or, you know, a mother, father, try to heal from suicide. Like I said, I'm not politically correct, and I do what works, and how I've helped tons of people through this sad adventure. So I sort of frame suicide as a disease. It's a brain disease. Would you blame and tell somebody that they're selfish, that they've gotten cancer? You know what? They're dying of cancer. They're selfish, right? They shouldn't have got cancer. How many people would look at that? A lot of people are looking, oh, Greg, it's different. Is it? Prove it to me. Prove that it is different. So I frame it big time as a brain disease. And maybe the people that do commit suicide, they can't control it. Now, you can argue with me, absolutely, but it's something I can't prove, but you can't prove either, right? Not at all. So, why would you, would you say someone got cancer and they're selfish for getting cancer or getting a brain tumor, Right? No, hell no. So why would you tell the family or loved ones of someone that committed suicide that it was selfish, coward's way out? I think that is the most asinine thing people can do. You have to remember, the loved ones left behind, they still love that person. And you're trying to, maybe your intent is good, but... You have no clue what the hell you're doing. I'm going to be plain and simple about that, right? You have no clue. You don't live in these people's lives. So anyone that goes around and tells, you know what? They were selfish. They couldn't have loved you. They didn't love the kids. What's selfish? You need to be slapped, yes, slapped upside the head, right? People know me. I'm not politically correct. You have no clue, right? So this is where I frame it, and I reference it from, you know what? Suicide is like a brain disease that they can't 
control. And it works. You know why? It doesn't mean your father didn't love you. Your husband, wife didn't love you. They were just in a lot of a lot of pain that this brain disease, right, took over and there was nothing anyone could do. This have worked and this approach has worked for me, oh my God, for a long time, for many years. And it works. And it's not a blame game, which a lot of people want to do. And it helps if you want to say the mourning or the grieving the victims of a suicide, the family members left over, it puts a new perspective on them and helps them maybe begin the healing process. You know, a lot of people automatically go to, when there's a suicide, they must not have loved me, right? They didn't care about me, didn't care about the kids. Not at all. You know what? Not at all. And I want you to premise it. You know why? It is like cancer. It's a brain disease that maybe, no matter what help they could have got, it might not work. But you still try, of course. You still try getting them the help. And that's, you know, unfortunately the best you can do. But take it from the premise, it is a brain disease, and you go from there, right? Suicide victim or it's something that they couldn't control right everybody tries to put a religious twist on it it's a sin it's all this you know what get real (laughs) you know get real if people can't control this stuff right then why would it be a sin i don't mean to disrespect religious you know people out there i respect you know most people's religions and their beliefs i respect it but really, you know, suicide's a sin for something they can't control. Huh. That's really weird, isn't it? Gives you something to think about while I take maybe a first break, okay? I'm going to sort of refresh my uh, voice a little bit and try to give it a little break. I appreciate everybody listening. This is the Art of Relationships radio show with... Myself, Greg Dzinski. After the break, please give me a call, 586-212-4196. And please, you know, let me try to help you if you're dealing with maybe a loved one that committed suicide or a friend that's dealing with a family member. Anything I can do to help, that's why I do this show. And my life's passion is helping people. Not only, you know, relationships and sexual challenges, but helping people with trauma and grief as well. So I'll be back in a few moments. Thanks so much, people. See you in a couple minutes. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one, piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook.
Welcome back, everybody. This is the Art of Relationships radio show, and this is Greg Dzinski, licensed professional counselor, relationship, and sex specialist. Oh, baby. <laughs> Talking about, you know, sort of a topic outside the relationship sexual realm and, and special requests about suicide, especially with the holiday season approaches the first part of the show i dealt with maybe a new twist like i said flipping the script on suicide that it is not selfish right that's one thing i want to help you the second half of the show i'm going to center on you know sort of strategies or possible helping agents that can help you heal and put things maybe in a more subtle perspective again this is very dramatic it's very gut-wrenching and just tears at everybody's heart especially you know when somebody in a car accident sudden death like that it hurts it aches you know but you can almost find rationalization where suicide right it's so hard because everyone's grasping, everyone's searching for that, what, that answer, why, right? And like I premise it about maybe it's not selfish and you premise it that maybe it was like a brain disease that they couldn't control. They couldn't control and the disease took over almost like a cancer, like I mentioned a little bit ago before the break. So... Healing from it, especially with the holiday season, it's very, very difficult. A lot of people always say, right, you want to get back to your routines. You want to get back to your normal lifestyle. What the hell is normal after the loss of a loved one through a suicide, right? They try to force, and I get that. A lot of other professionals, get back to your routine, get back to your routine. Yeah, easier said than done, right? A lot of people, not only you know, the grief and loss and getting back to their regular routines, whatever, it sort of has to be at your pace, of course, and probably additional outside the regular grief and loss, the mourning, um, the sadness that you feel and the loneliness and the longing for that person that did commit suicide is another add-on is maybe the embarrassing aspect, right? Oh my God, maybe her husband killed herself or killed himself because maybe she was a lousy wife, right? 
or vice versa, maybe the wife killed herself, right, that he was a lousy husband. Oh, my God, maybe behind closed doors, maybe he beat her, maybe he was abusive, maybe that's why she killed herself. So with suicide, it can be very, very embarrassing. And also, if you have kids at any age, especially, you know, school-age kids and teenagers, it can be embarrassing. What do you go to school? Yeah, I lost my dad. I lost my mom, right? Oh, what happened? How'd they die? Uh, 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 it's very embarrassing. So how do you handle it? I tell people, you know what? Maybe you can tell them that they had a brain disease. Maybe they had an illness. Are you lying? Nope. Not at all. You know what? Maybe you don't have to tell them they died from suicide. And this is... Maybe this is a premise that you can phrase, right? And it works. They had maybe a brain disease. Ah. Are you... Like I said before, you're not lying. And this might help take the embarrassing aspect out of it i'm not saying you know it's okay to be embarrassed i get it people but you know what how can we alleviate that remember being embarrassed for what it's not your fault right it's not your fault that they committed suicide so if you want to take this route and i advise you know teens everybody frame it you know what oh they had a brain disease you know aneurysms just happened Big time. Do you have to lie? No. But who's going to argue? You know what? They had a brain disease. No big deal. Right? Well, it is a big deal. They died. But you're telling the truth. Remember? Like I said, suicide may be caused by a brain disease. Something out of their control. So put it that way. And take the blame away from yourself. Okay? And... You know, I'm going to, it's a different aspect when, you know, you have teens, you know, committing suicide because being bullied. And that's, that's a bunch of bullshit and bullies need to be dealt with or even prosecuted for that. You know, this is, you know, outside, we'll say outside the bowling, uh, the bowling realm, but maybe from depression, whatever, downward spiral that has nothing to do with bullying that's a different premise you know with suicide altogether but remember get rid of the embarrassing aspect it's okay like i said to feel whatever you feel but don't be embarrassed and i know the social taboos and all that don't let society take that power away from you right kick society in the ass and you know get what you know what it was nothing i could do like somebody in cancer right like a brain disease, nothing you could do. Another aspect, you know, even with suicide, you deal with not only the premise with regular grief and loss, right? Can you remember the happy times of that person, right? And a biggest issue, and I touched on this earlier in the show, a suicide doesn't mean that that person didn't love you or others in their life. A lot of times, that person feels like, you know, if I'm so depressed, um, 
worthless, hopeless. There's no hope for me. They don't want to be a burden to anybody else. And how many people out there listening to tonight's show would be maybe your biggest fear? That's my biggest fear is being a burden to somebody else, right? That they have to take care of me. They have to worry about me. They have to, oh, my God, always look over their shoulder. They can't go to sleep because they're worried about me killing myself or whatever. So these people, like I said, the brain disease takes over And this is what they deal with. So they don't want to be a burden. That does not mean they love you. They don't love you, I'm sorry. Or they don't care. Not at all, right? Remember, they were taken over by the brain disease, right? Even, you know, when it comes up to this, I'm all about, you know, I'm going to back up a little bit. You know, trying to get help. You know, there's resources, community mental health agencies, maybe United Way and everybody with the insurance fiasco out there. And a lot of people don't have mental health care in the mental health system. It sucks. Okay, it in other states might be better. And I know, you know, me being on PPRN out of Connecticut and everything, it was pretty much the same that the insurance and everything with mental health coverage, the deductibles were outrageous and these people can't get help but go to you know county usually county community mental health agencies everywhere in the state every county should have an awareness um, organization so search you know google it research if you do have insurance deal with somebody that deals with depression anxiety and try to get them help the only thing you can do is offer and try to you know take them go with them that's great However, they still might not go. Remember, they view everything. It's not going to work. It's not going to help. So why am I going to bother? But at least present those out there. There's, you know, local suicide hotlines. There's national hotlines out there for suicide. So get a hold of them. You know, look them up. Google them in your area on crisis lines, okay? Um Get insights. Try to help. Okay. Now, back to providing help for the families that are left from a suicide, right? I talked about, you know, it's a big, important thing. Remember the happy times, like any any situation with a loss, you know, death of a loved one. But with a suicide, remember those. Remember that they love you. That wasn't why. It wasn't why they committed suicide. It wasn't your fault, and it wasn't because of you. It was because of that brain disease, that brain illness that took over. Remember that, okay? Another way to do, and I recommend this also with just, you know, it could be other illnesses, heart attacks or other deaths, but it helps a lot uh, with kids, even loved ones. Get Get a collage going. Um, it tends to be, you know, collage with maybe pictures of mom or dad, a brother, sister, whoever committed suicide. Maybe start a collage of pictures. Everybody has pictures, the maybe serious and also the funny ones for senior pic, you know, for senior uh, graduation parties at graduation parties, right? The funny ones, the joke ones. 
make a collage of pictures if you have some. Also, what helps is a collage of maybe that person that did commit suicide. Maybe their favorite hobbies, right? Maybe they were in uh, video games, comic books, sports, music, whatever. Maybe a collage of those. You know, maybe if you only have one or a few pictures, put them in the center. And then put other interests around the collage and as a keepsake. And part of the collage you can help, you, you know, is also a memory box, chest, or even a memory shelf, you know, that could be provided in remembrance of the person, right? A lot of people want to hurry up, especially with a suicide, right? Oh, we can't talk about that. That's embarrassing, whatever. Remember what I said about being embarrassed? Screw that, right? It's a brain illness, right? So premise it that way. Just center on that they're no longer with you. Not about why, okay? So you can have a memory box. You can have maybe their favorite shirt, jewelry, pictures, whatever. You know, if they earn trophy awards, report cards, anything that is of importance to you. You can get that memory box and store it away or get a shelf. Put the collage on the shelf or other pictures, right? That is huge, right? And remember, they felt powerless and nothing, they felt nothing would help, okay? The brain disease caused the thoughts and feelings that led to the suicide. That's it. Simple? Might be simple. However, knowing that, it's going to help and ease, but you still have to deal with the grief in loss aspects, okay? That is huge. What other aspects can you do? It's very easy to get pissed off, right, like anyone else. I can't believe you did this. I can't believe you committed suicide. It's anger, right? I can't believe you did this to me. How selfish. Remember, it is a brain disease that they they couldn't help themselves. Remember that, people. That is going to be a huge plus. And go from there, okay? So, remember, they loved you. They didn't commit suicide because they didn't love you. It wasn't a selfish act. And like I said before, those people that go around and say, oh, it was selfish. I can't believe they did that. They had two kids. They did it. It was so selfish. You know what? Slap them upside the head. <laughs> you know what? Do it, you, know, you shouldn't say promote violence, but, you know, do it verbally even, that they have no clue that maybe those people that go around with that aspect or that philosophy, they're just brain dead. They're idiots, plain and simple. Um, politically incorrect on my part, damn straight, but those people have no clue, right? So, to help you get a collage Remember they loved you. Remember the happy times. Get a memory box. Memory box, chest, or sort of shelf, right? Whatever works, and get a ritual if you want to say goodbye, right? And everybody with funerals, that with their, when there's a suicide, and there's a, fu- su- a funeral aspect, remember, do you have to have a full-blown funeral, Right? 
Society says you have to. Bullshit. Right? You do what the media family left behind wants to do. Right? A lot of people choose not to because it was a so-called suicide. But you do whatever you feel is best. Okay? There's no right, no wrong way of doing it. If you want to have a full-blown funeral or whatever, like I said, it was a brain disease and premise it that way. If that makes you feel better, who gives a crap what other people think, right? You have to do what's best for you. You're not there to appease society, and you're not there to appease everybody else in the community. You're there to heal, right? So if you just want to have a little ceremony with the immediate family or loved ones left over, you know what? Then by all means, you need to do what is best for you, okay? It's a difficult subject, I know, but hopefully some pointers will help and help you reframe and help other people, you know, deal with suicide, especially during the holidays. And remember, you know, suicide happens, you know, unfortunately during this time of year a lot. And their holidays are a sad time. So, you know, if a loved one is seeming not themselves, being more withdrawn, more depressed, talk to them. Ask them, what, you know, what's going on, right? And it's very difficult, like I said, when somebody out of the blue and there's no signs, no symptoms, that's very difficult. But if someone seems out of the weather, out, under the weather, sorry, or just not themselves, talk to them. Ask them, hey, what's going on, right? Everybody assumes, oh, it's the holidays. Why are you so bummed out? You shouldn't be so depressed. Why are you so unhappy? It's the holidays. Woohoo! Be happy. You know what? How unprofessional was that? But, you know what? You have to recognize and realize you might love the holiday season, but for a lot of people, it's unhappy. It can be very sad. So, empathize. Have an awareness that it can be, and it's okay that it's not a happy time for everybody. And it might not feel like being all happy and joyful and celebratory for the holidays, okay? Don't try to force it. Be there. Be empathetic. You know what? I get it. You know what? It's stressful time of year for everybody. Money sucks for a lot of people. But remember the holiday times, you know, get back to the roots and the foundation of it that it is more not about the money and materialistic bullshit. It is about the love and sharing each other's time with each other, sharing each other, and sharing each other's love and stories and care for one another. That's what it's about. Don't go around trying to prim and prop everybody to be so happy and joyful during the holiday. You know what? That's a myth. For a lot of people that love it, great. I want people happy. I'm not saying that, but people that aren't, you know what? empathize show them that you're there for them big time okay this is the art of relationships radio show again make sure to check me out on facebook the art of relationships or under my name greg dozinski d-u-d-z-i-n-s-k-i 
Also, check out my blog, okay? I'll probably do one on suicide as well. Step out the box, what I talk about now. And hopefully that can help a lot of people out as well. So look forward to that. That's the Art of Relationships blog dot guru and my main website is that are relationships dot guru g-u-r-u everybody have a rest of happy sunday evening oh yeah detroit lions woohoo they won again right <laughs> okay so hopefully they keep it going this is greg dozinski this is the art of relationships radio show Much love, much peace to everybody out there. Thank you. Take care. Now that's a parking spot. Introducing the I may have underestimated the size of my car policy with accident forgiveness from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. Optional policy features not included in base policies. Review policy for coverages and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.